0: Shabbat shalom, everyone. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you see me? When I was listening to our beautiful singer Sing Hashki Venu, it made me think that one of the things the rabbis teach us to do is to sing that to your children before they go to sleep. Because there's this sense that they're being protected by a sukkah shalom, that it's scary going to bed. And now that I have a toddler who's not that interested in it, I really appreciate what it means to reassure them from their own tradition in Hebrew and also we add the English that it's going to be safe. This week's Torah portion Vayehi is very much about how parents bless their children. It's about conclusions. It's the last parsha. It's the last Torah portion of Genesis at the very end of the Joseph story and it's when Jacob is about to die and he calls his 12 sons. To come to his bedside one by one, and he blesses them. And each one of them gets a different blessing, some more positive than others. Blessings aren't always just good. But he has a moment before he calls the 12 sons where he calls Joseph's two sons, he calls his grandsons first. And he puts his hands on them. it's partly inspired by Rachel, Arbot mitzvah, who's going to teach about this more in detail tomorrow morning. But Jacob places his hands on his two grandsons, on his favorite son, Joseph, who he, hasn't, he has not really not seen in many decades. He puts his hands on them, and he says this line, By you shall the people of Israel give their blessing, saying, May God make you like Ephraim and Manasseh. Right? And that is the source of one of our traditions, which is that on Friday night, on Shabbat, at home usually, right after you light your Shabbat candles, you're supposed to find your children, these days either physically or digitally, place your hands on their head, and if they're daughters, you say, right? if they're daughters, you say, Kisimcha Elohim, Kesara Rivka, Rachel and Leah, may you be like our matriarchs, like Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel, and Leah, but if they're boys, if they're your sons, you say, haka Ephraim The exact line that we read in this week's Parsha, and then together you say the priestly blessing over them every single Friday. If you've never done this, if you if you have children that are still at home, I really encourage you to do it and then to add your own personal words. Ain't? If you don't still have children at home, I had a friend in college who at 5 o'clock every Friday, his cell phone would ring. Doesn't matter where he was. And he knew it was his parents calling to bless him over the phone. You could do it FaceTime. Today, I was too, I'm too old to have had FaceTime in college, but you certainly can even do it with video. If you, don't, if you don't have children, it's really meant to be this tradition that we don't just bless each other at rare life cycle moments like weddings or bat mitzvahs. We bless each other every week, right? There's a sense that our tradition gives us language. But one of the natural questions that comes from this week's Torah portion and then is then implicit in the blessing is if we bless our daughters for our matriarchs, why don't we bless our sons for our patriarchs? Why don't we say, may you be blessed like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Why do we skip two generations later to Jacob's grandsons, Joseph's sons, Abraham's great-great-grandchildren, Ephraim and Manasseh? The rabbis teach us that they were the first of the Jewish brothers who got along. Right? Isaac and Ishmael, not so much, right? Jacob and Esau, they try to kill each other. Joseph and his brothers, they almost do kill him right? But decided at the last minute to sell him into slavery instead. So it's not until Joseph's sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, that we finally have brothers who can get along with each other, who can even, I don't think that means they never fought for those siblings that are here tonight in the room. It's just, they didn't, you know, they, they, they weren't estranged. They didn't, you know, they didn't need to sell each other into slavery. They didn't need to run after each other throughout the land of Canaan trying to kill each other. They, you know, they coexisted. And so that is what we really want to bless our children with. We want to say we hope that you can coexist with each other and really as a sense of brotherhood, as a sense of humanity. So that's interpretation one. Interpretation two comes from a very well-known German 19th century teacher, really considered the father of modern Orthodox Judaism, um, Rabbi Samson Raphael Hirsch. And he says that the first Israelite children to be born out of the land of Canaan, out of the land of Israel, were Joseph's sons. Ephraim and Manasseh were born in Egypt. Their mother was an Egyptian princess, who later the Talmud says may have converted to Judaism, but the Torah text certainly doesn't teach us that. Ephraim and Manasseh are supposed to actually be Egyptian names that she chooses, and that later become have Hebrew have Hebrew meaning. So Rabbi Hirsch teaches we bless our children Ephraim and Manasseh because they were the first diaspora Jews who had to figure out how to stay Jewish outside of a bigger family and extended family in the land of Israel. And that that's really what we're blessing our children with, that they find ways to survive and thrive with Judaism, no matter where they are in the world. So I thought that second interpretation seemed very fitting for this particular weekend because I think in so, so many ways, we struggle with what it means. We struggle with what it means to both bless our children with a sense of Fitting with a sense of comfort wherever they are, but also with a sense of specialness. And I find that increasingly, I had someone recently say, you know, we're Jewish, we don't think of ourselves as Jewish, but we think of ourselves as living with Jewish values. And when I really asked them, what do, you, what do you mean by that? I think it was their discomfort with saying, I'm Jewish, so even that made them feel just a little, uh, I don't know if I want to say that aloud in San Francisco. Not because they thought they were going to be stoned or oppressed or not hired or the, the traditional forms of anti-Semitism that we have faced, but because even that sense of otherness made them uncomfortable. So instead, we, we live with Jewish values. That, that sounds a little bit more universal, a little safer, a little less exclusionary. And I find during Christmas in particular, we have that same constant ambivalence, that same sense of, you know, we, it's not very fun to always feel other, right? But at the same time, if you, really, if you were able, either with other family or in some way, to do Christmas this morning, it's also then hard to always figure out what makes us special, What is that uniqueness? What are those Jewish values that we are living? And that ambivalence is really what Rabbi Hirsch, again, the founder of modern Orthodox Judaism in Germany in the 19th century, really the heart of the beginning of these conflicts. That's what he's trying to say, I think, that our blessing for our children, which probably the real answer is probably that they really knew that phrase from the Torah and this week's Torah portion, and it seemed so fitting that they included it in the Shabbat blessings. May you be like Ephraim and Manasseh. May the people Israel over 4,000 years later live out Jacob's blessing, that we would bless our sons as he did with these same words, right? So there's a continuity there. But I think what Rabbi Hirsch is trying to say is what we're really blessing our children with is the ability to constantly live in that ambivalence. Not to totally hide, not to refuse to say Merry Christmas when the cashier says it to you nicely, right? but also not to be afraid to be a little different, right? not to be afraid to go outside and do your own thing on Christmas safely, not to be afraid to say, no, I actually I don't celebrate Christmas and neither do my children, but happy holidays. Whatever that middle place of comfort looks like to you, that is what we're blessing each other and our children with on this Shabbat and every Shabbat. So Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. We're going to go from that into our concluding blessings. So I invite you to turn...